1: Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Interesting intro for Hour 2 of the RP Show. It's brought to you by Core Grain. We're here, we're live at the Sheridan Eau Claire Market and Suites. And welcome to uh, all of our new viewers and listeners. If you're uh, listening to the podcast here later on in the day, the sun's come out. It's a beautiful day. Can we get the moose on the screen here? How you doing,
2: moose? I'm doing How's great. Moose DuPont? I'm doing well. Yeah, the intro for hour two threw me off too. <laughs> yes, it did. But I tell you,
1: I'm I'm... If you missed our one, everybody, you missed a lot. We covered last night's NHL games. We went deep into the orders and coming up. Listen, I know that the people in Winnipeg are raging. The Jets are 0-3. I think they blew the game in Winnipeg last night. There are those that are upset at the officiating. Uh, they're upset at the rules, the offside that negated the empty net goal for the Winnipeg Jets. Well, Jamie Thomas is going to be joining us from Jets Radio. 680 CJOB later on this hour to talk about what went on in, in Minnesota last night and this start, this 0-3 start for the Winnipeg Jets. But I, I just, my mind keeps swimming, Moose, with people thinking of what my lunch plans are in Calgary. The last thing I've thought about is what I'm doing for lunch when I get off the air here today after what's gone on with my mic stand dying Spilling coffee all over the floor. I'm waiting for the maid to come knock on the door. How's it keeping.
2: Waiting for that. You know that's going to happen right here in the middle of hour two for Core Grain. This is the about right the time phone, right? that... Yeah, and unless you had the do not disturb hung on the outside of the door.
1: Uh, that'll be later. Trust me, yeah. that'll be later. Um, and I'll say it again. I... <sighs> We don't have a lot of structure here on the Rod Peterson Show. I think that's, if I may, some of the charm of this program that's kept us going through 594 episodes. Today is number 595 of Canada's daytime sports talk show. Not a lot of structure. Uh, That's what I like. So I'm just going to go back and say what I said at the top of the show. It's been, aside from all those issues at the start of the day, and I can feel the sun coming out behind from behind these downtown Calgary office towers. Can you see the sun? Is it very yeah. bright behind me, Moose? I can't tell. Does it's, it look it's, good or is it too bright? It's bright. It doesn't look terrible. It doesn't look bad. No, it looks good. Okay, good. It's It's quintessentially Calgary, wouldn't you say? That's the sense yeah. that I'm getting out of the corner
2: of my eye. You can tell where I am. Let's put it that way. Oh, yeah. When you really lean back, we start to see it on the side of your head. But for the most part, no, it's great. Yeah, there you go. So don't do
1: that is what you said. You get it on the
2: side of your face, yeah.
1: On this billboard, yeah. So let's let's, let's just break from the normal structure that we have and just go off the rails for a little bit. That's what hour two is for here for Core Grain. It's just to have fun with the viewers and you and me. And uh, I'll say it again. Despite all the travails squabbles and quagmires of this Wednesday morning. The good news is my phone ringing at about nine ten a.m. Mountain from the front desk saying, Mr. Peterson, there's a package for you at the front desk. So me coming down, tearing it open and, and discovering this Bull Levi Mitchell signed jersey that I've been looking for since Saturday. And I want to just dig a little deeper into that. I've had an army of people trying to come up with a Bull Levi Mitchell signed jersey for this event that I'm speaking at here tonight a few blocks away for FMC group, uh, Food Machinery Corporation. I'm very much looking forward to it. My computer's about to die here. But I'm a little surprised at the furor because there are a lot of Ryder fans that are saying, you know, we can't be friends. What's wrong with you? Um, And the reason I'm bringing this up is you had said a day or two ago, you said, Rod, we need to look at the CFL the way that you look at the Regina Pats. You know, it's not your focus, but you still love it and still want to be involved somehow. And so for me, Calgary's playing Saskatchewan on Saturday. For anybody to get upset over this, I think is a little immature and petty, to be honest with you. Given if you've been following the stages of my life, what's wrong with having a little fun and promoting this game on Saturday night? I haven't heard what ticket sales are. Uh, and I'm hoping it's over 30,000, but this, is, this, this should be viewed as a fun thing. There are some people that are not seeing this as a fun thing, Moose, and I'm quite frankly disappointed about that.
2: Well, they just missed the past, right? They liked when you were their guy, and, you know, you hated everybody else, and it was fun, right, to be only in one corner, right? So I think it's a lot of, you know, missing the good old days, but it's much like we talked about yesterday, old school hockey, Yeah, we miss it. We loved it. It's not coming back. So, you know, I think that's a little bit of just missing the old days. It's not, by the way, just Ryder fans
1: that are questioning this move. There are some in Calgary that will remain nameless that are saying, how's Bo going to feel that we gave Rod a signed jersey? And I'm pretty sure Bo will be fine with it. I'm pretty sure that's not a thing. But there were those that were saying, are they going to splash it with green paint? Are they going to light it on fire? There was a time, absolutely. But this isn't the time anymore. We actually did a sports banquet. Scott Schultz, Weston Dressler, and I. Don't tell Nick Lewis, Moose. Just between you and I, I'll tell you a story. It was in Gull Lake, Sask. We were the guest speakers. Scott Schultz, University of North Dakota, great. Ryder, great. And Weston Dressler, who needs no introduction. That night, we did auction off live a Nick Lewis jersey. And for those that were there, they'll remember. We went out to the parking lot and we lit it on fire. (laughs) And I was trying to take pictures of it. Well, not only did we light it on. Listen, I wish this is where it sucks that I don't have my mic stand working because Dressler, I think the statute of limitations has passed. And do they carry Game Plus television in Bismarck, North Dakota, where he lives right now? Do you think he's watching?
2: Good question.
1: Um, My guess is he's probably not. We went out into the park. The whole hall emptied and went out to the parking lot in Go Lake, Saskatchewan. And here's Dressler. He's like, anybody got a perfume bottle? This lady's like, yep. Digs in her purse, pulls it out. He's like, okay, somebody light a match. (laughs) Flamethrower. And we lit that sucker on fire. And, of course, I'm fumbling that? for my phone. Yeah. I'm fumbling for my phone trying to take pictures of it. And Dresser's like, no, no. I don't need them knowing that we did this tonight or that I instigated it. So it happened. But there's no photographic
2: or video evidence of it. But, we,
1: and, but that's a long time ago, Darren. That's a long time ago. That's not what we're doing with the Bow Levi Jersey here.
2: And the small-town Saskatchewan crowd would have loved it.
1: Oh, my God. What do you think?
2: They would have they thought still that was the greatest it. thing ever. Yeah, exactly. But that's fun, right? It's fun. It's not meant, you know, it's not meant to hurt people in Calgary or Nick Lewis or that. It's about getting this crowd fired up. And so, I'm sure you Nick,
1: know. I'm sure Nick would be happy to know that this happened.
2: Of course. That's sports. <laughs> you love that kind of stuff. That's great. Well, that's he what was I think public enemy number one coming into Saskatchewan.
1: Uh, I think that's what sports is missing, quite frankly, when you talk about these, or when we talk about these empty buildings, or not full buildings, they're not empty, but you know what I mean. Um, from Wayne in Victoria, BC, says, uh, yes, if Rod says he's a Stampeders fan. I didn't go that far. You guys need to listen. I'm saying I'm a fan of all teams, a CFL fan, but I'm not going to single out any one particular team. From Christine, my cousin Christine, in Medicine Hat. Any controversy is good for the league. Do you think the, the leagues would agree with that? Like, how do you think the NHL is sitting right now with the Evander Kane thing and his 21 game suspension? You know the players are being forced to address that. I saw. I'm sure you saw Bob Bugner on SportsCenter saying they're not really thinking about him because he's not there. They've got games to play. I don't think that's, this isn't that. This isn't no, that. This but is that. That's the different leagues. Sure. It's different. Um, but I'm, I'm not sure that leagues like the controversy. I think they prefer that there was no controversy.
2: Of course, I, I think so. I think the leagues. I mean, they don't want to have any negative pub. Um, you know anything that's going to, you know, look bad on the league, but I, I think there's a line. I think there's a lot of, you know, good. I don't know it. Publicity that can be perceived as negative, like you look at Matthew Tkachuk in in Calgary and the battle with with uh, with Edmonton and the billboards and the, and the, you know, putting George Peros in the stands and all that kind of stuff. I think that's. You know, the leagues don't want to have fighting as a focus. We don't see it in any of the league highlight packages that go up on the league's website or on the league's app in their videos. Yeah. Um, Those types of things. I don't really like that. I mean, they don't want to promote it. They don't want to be outwardly promoting in violence or anything negative. But I do think, you know, behind the scenes, deep down, they know that this gets fans' bloods pumping a little bit. And when your blood's pumping and your pulse is activated, that's what triggers you to buy a ticket or watch a game. So I do think that stuff is really important. I don't think that they're unaware of that, but I think it's a fine line that they mm. walk every day.
1: I wonder how much they know about that. And just one more from Cousin Chris who says it brings interest, which is exactly what you're saying. It yeah. spurs people on to buy tickets. And I sometimes think the leagues sit there and scratch their heads and go, how come people aren't buying tickets? And I would love to say, it's because nobody knows or cares. It's too boring. It's You just can't survive on the interest of the game itself. There needs yeah. to be a little bit more behind it.
2: Yeah. Um, it's
1: 11-11. B- 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 from, say what? It's 11. Thank you. Oh. I didn't spill dad. all my coffee. 11 Mountain, one eleven Eastern. Uh from James Robinson, watching on YouTube, says, Who knew you could pull off a Superman punch on skates? That came in the Minnesota Winnipeg game last night. And listen, I we're fairly new into the Winnipeg sports conscience but we're in it now uh, paying attention to everything that the Jets are doing that was one hell of a punch up last night uh, Minnesota Winnipeg. listen from a pure entertainment standpoint you had to have loved what happened in St. Paul Minnesota last night I get that the Jets fans are very upset that their team's is 0-3 and they blew that offside call at the end you can be mad at whoever you want but I think the Jets need to look in the mirror but my God, it was a little bit of old time hockey last night in Minnesota.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, it was exciting. I know Jets fans are upset, but isn't that not what you want to feel something, be happy, be upset yeah. i mean that's that's when you're engaged in something you're either going to you need to feel something either really excited or really bad and I, and I don't think the Jets fans should be feeling good. I mean, they should be feeling pretty bad, but that's you know, at least it's entertaining if you can take that away it's from your, the You're
1: right. If, if it, it was, you get it, though, as the dyed-in-the-wool Titans fan that you are. Oh, yeah. And whatever teams you like besides the Leafs, you, you're not in it for the entertaining losses. I mean, for us, no. it was a wild game. But when it's your team, I get you see it a little differently. Jeff, the Stamps Stampeters fan, writes and he says Rod is in Calgary wearing red and flaunting a Calgary Stampeder jersey. I think we have the next president of the Stampeders fan club. How about that? Uh, n- no, but as I said, I am promoting the Canadian Football League. And the one thing is, I think people—you said it earlier—people are reminiscing on the old times. I've said it enough. I'm not saying it anymore. People don't want to get with the times that things have changed. So I'm just moving on with my life, and they can follow in line behind if they want, or if they don't want to, they don't have to. But in the meantime, I'm out here in Calgary being treated like royalty, loving life. I suggest people get on board, but if they don't want to, uh, again, life's about choices. From William May, watching in Lloyd Minster, says the CFL is a small family. Let's love them all. That's that's what I think. <laughs> James Robinson, I think he's in Winnipeg. He says, my wife still has a bag of all-dressler chips. She's a crazy person. And I did not know what I was getting into. Uh, for those that don't know, those potato chips that were marketed in Saskatchewan from Co-op Foods. Unbelievable, Darren. Did you ever have those all-dressler chips? Did you ever oh, have any?
2: They were really good, weren't they?
1: Ridiculous.
2: Yeah. All dressed. I mean, and the, the co-op makes good potato chips, though. Just, just putting that out there.
1: Those ones were off the charts, though. Yes. Like one of the first bags of large chips that I could sit down and eat the whole thing without even moving.
2: The Dressler chips, they were just so good.
1: When's the last time they did something like that?
2: Yeah, it has been a while. The, the all Dressler chips, the Fantos flakes. Um, I, I don't know if that stuff's still going on right now. I really don't. Marketing? Yeah, the good marketing, the fun stuff.
1: <laughs> right, right. Uh, from Derek Cousins, he's watching on Game Plus Television, and he writes this on Twitter. He says, we're missing personality and fun in the CFL. Love this pregame entertainment. Well, I would think that anybody uh, that is looking forward to the Rough Riders and the Stampede or Saturday night would be enjoying this banter here right now. And we've barely even talked about the game. Jim Vancha on YouTube says, at least somebody's promoting the game in the league. From John Ohm in Winnipeg. Ohm. Are you heading out to Caesars Steakhouse, Rod? Number one steak in Calgary, I'm told. No, this is not a food show. Darren, when did we become diners, drive-ins, and dives?
2: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I thought we I thought you made that. From pretty Jeff clear. the Stamps Um
1: Jeff the Stamps fan, Rod and Crew have a standing invite to have bologna sandwiches and craft dinner lunch at my place. You say that like it's a bad thing. I could think of far not many i things I would want more than craft dinner and bologna sandwiches. Are you kidding me?
2: I'm craving a bologna sandwich
1: now. Is it fried? Okay, we'll get serious when we come back and talk about tonight's NHL games. A uh, little more CFL stuff and whatever else comes up. We're broadcasting live from the Sheridan-Eau Claire Market Suites in Calgary. By the way, coming up, Jamie Thomas, radio color voice of the Winnipeg Jets, a little later on, so get your Jets questions ready. And we'll officially put up the poll question in this break. Are you? Can you tweet it, Darren? Are you ready? Check that. Are you excited? for Toronto Raptors season, which begins tonight. There you go for Capital Automall, Universal Collision Center. Are you excited for Toronto Raptors season, which begins tonight with the Washington Wizards in town? It's a hump day episode live from Calgary of the Rod Peterson Show on Game Plus Television, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe, click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Broadcasting live from downtown Calgary, it's the Rod Peterson Show on Game Plus Television. Live across all 10 provinces in 31 states. Replayed later on in the day, don't you know, on Game Plus. That gives us four hours on national television daily. You know, Moose. The Moose is with us back in the bunker. I feel like today. Nice hoodie, by the way. Thank you. Were you wearing that on hour one?
2: Yeah, but I had my vest over top. You know, it was like minus eight when I woke up this morning. So I've been a little chilled for the first hour I had the vest on.
1: Yeah, ridiculous weather, as far as I'm concerned. Um, my mind's racing. By the, they're saying 80% chance of rain here in Calgary Saturday night for the Rough Riders and the Stampeders. That's not going to help ticket sales, I, I will. guess. But, um, yeah. Regarding regarding the question, are you excited for Raptor season? I don't know if we've got a sample size for a vote yet or not, but... Chris F. watching on Twitter says, uh, yes, who knows what this season may bring. I'm hoping for a lower tier seed into the playoffs, but no matter what happens, this group seems to be a fun one. So yeah, there you go from Chris F. And I'll get to the Raptors in a second here. Trent Bruner chimes in, says, Norway calling. Trent's watching from Norway. Norway. May the Raptors get the North going again. As for the World Series, I'll say Houston, LA, with both championship series going the limit. The Big Bats have come out of nowhere for all teams. As for the Jets, they'll get it together. Enjoy your Calgary trip, boys. Well, it's just me. Uh, Darren's back in the rectangle. This is the one thing that annoys me the most about Toronto. With all due apologies to our Toronto viewers, I won't say Eastern Canadian viewers. You know what I mean, Darren? Toronto's its own, it's, its own thing. But just imagine if the Leafs had won a Stanley Cup but not the Raptors. Can you imagine? We would hear about it every day. Every day. I know. Raptors won a, won a Larry O'Brien trophy two years ago. We never hear about it. We never hear about it.
2: It feels like that was a decade ago. And by the way, (laughs) on Twitter, 68% of our viewers or our respondents saying, no, they're not excited. 68%. But it's early. But it's early.
1: This is like an old school episode of the Rod Peterson show, the way we used to do it, where we're completely off the rails and into the ditch. And frankly, Moose, I'm here for it. Yeah. At the Sheraton Eau Claire Market and Suites. We're talking about uh, how, listen, I'm not interested in getting lunch yet. When this show is over, I'm going to be probably going to a Home Depot or a Rona trying to find a new C-clamp because I foobarred that one. You know what foobar
2: means, right? Oh, yeah.
1: Spicy. Look it up. Look it up.
2: Um. Yes? I don't have enough foobar quotes just ready at the top of my head. There's a couple. I'm not going to say them on the air, though.
1: <laughs> F'd up beyond all recognition. That's what foobar means. I FUBAR'd this one. God knows I put enough miles on it. Right? It doesn't owe me anything, as my dad would say. But I got to go get a new C-clamp because I stripped it. From the Puck and Pigskin podcast, regarding people talking about this being a food show he says instead of diners drive-ins and dives we will be food football and fun i again i'm just not as serious about food as most i'll grab a couple of granola bars from the hotel gift shop and be happier in a clam
2: you know oh yeah i know i know I know when we travel together, like, if I want to go and, you know, hit some cool local spots or do like, I got to make the plan and I got to make it a priority because I know, like, you're just, you're like a car pulling up to the gas station. You fuel up when you need fuel and you get the right fuel in and you keep moving. You're not worried about looking around the, the gas station.
1: No. From Jennifer at the Four Seasons, she says, I got me taco in a bag today. Hmm. Whomever invented taco in the bag should be in the Foodie Hall of Fame, I might say. James Robinson watching on YouTube says, Football and foodies should be a thing. Well, there are those that have done it, just not with any fanfare. Or, do you know you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There, are, there are a lot of guys that have done it. I know one in particular, but you don't you don't know about it. Regarding this CFL stuff, Nelson Hackowicz, our VP of Sim Events, says, I can tell you the fun stuff. Is not happening. The we market ourselves mentality has taken over. That was from our earlier discussion of, of controversy sells tickets and you need to get out and get aggressive with your marketing. Uh, by the way, I brought in the, uh, I, I, in the break, I went and got the Prairie Mobile text line. Okay. So if anybody needs to make a phone call, I have a phone. What movie? Hit me. You never get this one. I never do. Rami and Rami and Michelle's high school reunion. Yeah. Watch it tonight. You'll thank me later. Okay. From metal from metal shingle guy regarding the CFL's vaccination rule that if you're not vaccinated, you're not playing in the playoffs, or at least you're not traveling in the playoffs vis a vis not playing and not being paid. Metal Shingle guy writes in and he says, no playoffs, no pay, home teams in the division final will have a full roster to choose from. James Wilder doesn't need to worry about the playoffs anyways. Then he goes on to say, that's why it's the RP show, LOL. Isn't it interesting? I hope somebody's doing a cultural thesis on how it's so shameful to ask somebody if they're vaccinated or not. Like I said, you're better off asking somebody if they're circumcised, and you'll have less of a problem than if you ask if they're vaccinated. How did this become a thing? I'm vaccinated against all kinds of things. I don't mind telling you why you want to see my record. What is the problem?
2: Most people don't want you to know, I guess. I mean, if you are vaccinated, I feel like you don't have a problem telling the world. If you're not vaccinated, you. Kind of want to keep that to yourself and not make a big deal about it. Um, you don't want any any controversy, and I and I respect that. The people who who aren't vaccinated not wanting to make it a big public thing because they don't want to get shamed. And but at the same time, you got to be okay with that. If that's the decision you're making, you got to be okay that you're not getting on an airplane, that you're not going to be able to play in the CFL and travel, you're not going to be able to do certain things. That's, you know, as long as you know the information, when you're making your decisions, gather up as much information as possible and then make the decision that's best for you, right? But you can't make the decision. Nobody's telling them they can't. Exactly.
1: Yeah, nobody's saying you can't make that best decision for you, but stop bitching about it. That's right. You make the decision for yourself, and these are the consequences that go along
2: with it. Why, what are they yeah. not getting? And I think the, the part of it is you have a pretty good idea when you're making that decision what you're going to be able to do and not do. Even though the flight thing didn't come out right away, we kind of knew it was going that way, that there's going to be a lot of certain things and aspects of life that you're not going to be able to do, which is why you don't need a vaccine to go into a grocery store. That's a, we need to get groceries. <laughs> You know, but you don't need to go on a plane to Montreal for the weekend.
1: It's so bloody confusing. I showed up at the airport yesterday, showed my passport, and I'm like, who do I, my actual passport, and I'm like, who do I show my vac- proof of vaccination to? She's like, oh, you don't need it till the end of the month. You're traveling in Canada. I'm like, oh, my God. It's hard to keep track of, you know. Regarding this microphone stand, uh, Drew Koser from the, uh, Drew Koser. The Brent Sutter of the Prairie Junior Hockey League from the Off the Hosel podcast has written in and he says, you can borrow my C-clamp, Roddy. From William May watching on Facebook says, Rod, you're a farm boy. Get the haywire out. Listen, I could have rigged this up, trust me, but the mic stand calved just before I went to air. Trust me. And it knocked my coffee over. We're having a day. But having said that, Darren Steinke, watching in the Bridge City, writes in, regarding the good side of today, he says, Rod Peterson wearing a Bull Levi Mitchell jersey as the fans on the WWE famously (laughs) chant, when something is good, this is awesome. This is awesome. (laughs) So it is a great day. It's a great day. We're focusing only
2: on the positives. This is like the oh. early days of the show, man. Like, remember, like, the real <laughs> early days when you spilt it, We spilt the coffee off the desk, onto the TV, and the floor. Like, that was like day four, I think.
1: Right. Of course. That was great. Good times. Uh, it's a great day. Exactly. I'm in Calgary, and I'm having a great time. That's the main thing. Just two quick comments, and we got to roll because we got Jamie Thomas loaded up and ready to go. Mandy in Edmonton says, if you ask someone if they're circumcised, they might wonder what your intentions are. Why don't you ask and find out? See how that goes over, Mandy, and report back to us tomorrow. Yeah. And she goes on to say, tell us about your upcoming Saskatoon trip, please. And there's nothing necessarily special about it, but in my Sunday column, I pointed out attendance woes in Canadian sports at all levels. And how I said, you need to get the word out. And the U of S got a hold of me and said, Rod, would you come up and do your show from the University of Saskatchewan on Friday? We've got a huge sports weekend. Uh, Regina's in town for hockey, football. And so we're going to do the show Friday morning. Have you got a location yet, Moose? We're actually chatting after the show. Okay. And But the U of S has said, Mike Babcock is on. Babs is like, Rod's coming to do his show. I'm in. Scott Flory, the Hall of Fame head coach of the men's football team, as opposed to the women's football team. Flory's going to be on and a bunch of special guests. So it's not like this. This isn't college game day yet. Right, Moose? Like if Mandy wants to come down from Edmonton to watch the show, she can. But this isn't quite necessarily a gigantic like Joe Rogan at PP and G paints arena with 18,000 people there. And, or is it, what, you, well, what do you, we'll probably be
2: on? in an empty arena. That's my gas. Um, okay. But, you know, I don't know, perhaps this grows into something where it is like college game day. And we get the, we get the crowd. I think, you know, if we're going to go to Saskatoon for that, we got to go to welcome week in what is that beginning of September when the bowl is packed and there's the beer guard and put us right in the middle of that. That would be cool. Maybe that needs to go on the bucket list.
1: Uh, From the 204 on the Prairie Mobile text line, Randy from the Peg. Hey, Jets, stop a puck. Spicy. We'll get into that with Jamie Thomas next. From the 780, Doc in Edmonton says, Guys that call games in the CFL are boring. They don't make the games interesting. A lot of my friends say the same thing. Maybe they should listen to NFL games to learn how to call games. <sighs> People are punchy today.
0: Spicy.
1: Moose, we'll see you back. We'll see you back here for overtime. You bet. We're broadcasting live from the Sheridan Eau Claire Market Suites. We'll be right back with Jamie Thomas from Winnipeg Jets Radio. You're watching The Rod Peterson Show on Game Plus Television, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Live from the Sheridan Eau Claire Market and Suites. It's the Rod Peterson show. The Winnipeg viewers have just perked up and they've gotten very excited about our next guest. And just before we do, yeah, if you've just joined us, I did secure the Bull Levi Mitchell signed jersey. There are photos of me wearing it on social media and some extremely rude things have been said about it. We're going to read them all coming up in the overtime segment with moose later on but we're going to winnipeg now for those uninitiated joel erickson eck had a hat trick for minnesota tying the game with 59 seconds to go in regulation winning it on a power play in overtime as the wild stunned the jets 6-5 tuesday night erickson eck scored the equalizer just 15 seconds after an empty netter by the jets mark shifley was waved off by an offside call that came from a replay challenge by Minnesota, the Jets remain winless to open the season through three games. Jamie Thomas called it on 680 CJOB, Manitoba's information superstation. Jamie, have you ever seen such a wild outcome and furor from fans after the fact, after what went down in mini last night?
0: Well, if you're going to go from a wild outcome, you go back to the 2018 playoffs against Nashville when the Jets were down 3-0 after the first period they came back and won that game. But that's a playoff game. I, I, Rod, you've been doing this a long time. Three games into a season does not make a season. And I, I understand people getting frustrated. They're up by two in the third period on the road. You blow the lead. It looks like you've sealed the deal. You've got the empty net goal. You can breathe a little bit, and then it all gets taken away. So I've never seen a puck bounce around as much as it did last night between in favor of Minnesota. Sometimes you have puck luck. It felt like the Minnesota Wild had a lot of puck luck last night, especially on the tying goal. It bounces off. Uh, Matt Zuccarello's skate, and it goes up in the air, and Eric's neck backs it out of the air with some tremendous hand-eye coordination, I might add, too. But those the one thing I will take away from that game in St. Paul last night is it was such a good game. The emotions were there. The passion was there. The Central Division rivalry was renewed there. We've heard that rivalry, renewed term used, overused uh, at World Juniors every year but this was a true moment of that and it had been 600 plus days since the jets had played minnesota and it really pointed out to me how bad the hockey was in the scotia north division last year because there was nothing like that even though the jets played edmonton three times in a row it never got to that in the regular season and they played of course in in the playoffs it never got to that type of anger and furiousness and dislike of one another dave lowry talked to us in the intermission after the second one he was still fired up as a coach watching it um, and noting the fact these are just two teams that don't like each other. So it was a great game. The result is frustrating too. I understand with a lot of people out there, um, but you know, there's a lot of things being sorted out here that is going to iron itself out here eventually for the Winnipeg Jets.
1: Well, you know, I didn't hear all of the comments from Paul Maurice after the game, right? I'm interested what his analysis was and also Connor Hellebuck. What is it? 14 goals he's allowed through three games. That's just not him. You know he's going to be better, but what's Pomo saying about this start?
0: I think it's the consistent theme through it is he likes a lot of things. He likes the fact that they're giving up less shots off the rush. Their rush defense last year was really, it was tough, right? It was tough to watch. Um, Now they've made the improvements in the back end. They're not giving up those shots. But what is going on and what Minnesota did a great job of is just throwing pucks in, in Hellebuck skates and going after it, right? So it, it, it was taking away his eyes. Anaheim did that on opening night uh, last Wednesday. Uh, San Jose was, you know, played very well with their power play, took away the Jets' power play in the game on Saturday. So there's just little things that need to be ironed out. You have new penalty killers, you lose Nate Thompson, Trevor Lewis. And Derek Forbert, who wasn't really appreciated as much as he should have been, was very good at killing plays along the wall while killing penalties for the Jets a year ago. So you have some new penalty killers that you're trying to sort out right now. So these are the bumps that come early in the season as you try and figure things out. Again, there's a lot of expectation for this hockey club. They were looking like a Stanley Cup contender on paper when things all started this year. But this is still 79 more games to go. And you got a lot of things and a lot of expectations here that, that that they're going to work out right now. Your top line has had three different configurations already because Shively didn't play in game one. You know, Blake Wheeler wasn't available yesterday in uh, St. Paul. So all these little things get ironed out over a long NHL season of 82 games as we adapt to that now from 56 a year ago.
1: Jamie, you're a long time. Hockey guy, hockey broadcaster. I'm just interested in your opinion overall on that yeah. offside video replay. Not necessarily what happened last night, but why is this in the record book? It's <laughs> skate in the crease. I get Dallas Stars yeah. fan 1999. I get the year. The uh, right. I, get, I get that. That's the crease. This has nothing mm-hmm. to do with the play. So how do you mm-hmm. feel about the rule itself?
0: I, I think you know, it, it has its purposes, but it's slowing down the game like that. That was a, a great hockey game last night, but the, the, the delay to figure out to get it right was way too long. And that's the problem. Like we're all aware of the fact that people's attention spans are getting shorter and shorter. That doesn't speed up the game. Now, of course, I call games for the Winnipeg Jets. It's a very frustrating call that doesn't go in their favor, but it completely slows things down. Baseballs having issues still. You know, you're having still three and a half hour long baseball games in the playoffs. You know, in the playoffs, even though they're high drama, but still a little bit too long for for people's taste. So, to answer your question, I'm not a big fan of the rule. I don't think it happens that often where you have to go to replay on the offside, and maybe now you're going to it too much. So you're just trying to bail yourself in any opportunity. You you get a goal scored against you the way the Minnesota Wild do. You're like, why not go for this? What's it going to really hurt? Uh, even though you get a delay of game penalty called if it doesn't go in your favor. Still, you're losing that game anyways if it doesn't go in your favor. So I- I'm not a big fan of it, but it we it's in the game right now. I don't see it changing anytime soon. Not really on the top of the list of for Gary Bettman and company and trying to figure out what's uh, going to help the game. So we're going to just have to live with it the way it is.
1: I'm interested to know your take on where you feel the Jets are playing now versus how good they can be because you look at the Oilers. Duncan Keith, Zach Hyman, mm-hmm. Colton Sevier. Shoot, they've, like there's yeah. like a quarter of their team is new, and they're off to a 3-0 start. Yet the Jets have introduced a lot of new pieces to their dressing room, and I'm just wondering how you feel those, like Nate Schmidt, uh, Brennan Dillon, those guys, mm-hmm. how they're assimilating and how much better mm-hmm. this team can be.
0: Uh, I think they're assimilating well and one of Nate Schmidt's gifts is to retrieve the puck well his first pass is tremendous same with Brendan Dillon and what Brendan Dillon brought is he adds a physical element that the Jets didn't really have for the last two years since the departure of Tyler Myers Dustin Bufflin Ben Sherratt J- Jacob Truba. There's a physical presence back out there. The other team has to be aware of where Brendan Dillon is because he'll lay you out with an open eyes check at any moment. And he had a big scrap last night with uh, Marcus Foligno uh, in the second period that got the fans all going in. So you're all trying to get used to your new defense pairings. And i speak with Josh Morris. He's trying to get used to Nate Schmidt. Neil Peon's getting used to Brendan Dillon. And then that, that stuff, again, is going to work itself out Your power play is going to be a lot better as the season wears along. Your penalty kill is going to get better. And Connor Hellebuck right right now is the easiest thing to say is going to steal some games for you. He's not going to be as busy as he was the last couple of years, but he's still one of the best goalies in the National Hockey League. That stuff is going to come to to the top here. And that's why the Jets will start winning games as we go along. Lastly, what's the schedule ahead for the Jets this week, JT? Uh, well, they're back at home, man, and there's a whole new projection system at uh, Canada Life Center. So they they play tomorrow night against the Anaheim Ducks, which uh, an incredible part of scheduling the National Hockey League. The Jets are done with the Ducks by the end of this month. They play them tomorrow, and then they start a road trip back in California next week. So they'll be done with the Anaheim Ducks by the end of October. And then Saturday, the Nashville Predators are in town, another Central Division rivalry game. At Canada Life Center. So it's only two games at home this week, and then next week they go back out on the road for three. So it's uh, it's really, you know, six of your first eight games on the road. You get these whole things, the team gets closer together, and then you're at home for a seven game homestand to start at the beginning of November.
1: Never a dull moment. JT, thanks for the no. time, man. Uh, keep it up. We're enjoying it.
0: Thanks, buddy. Good to see you in my hometown. absolutely jamie
1: thomas (laughs) winnipeg jets radio color commentator as we broadcast from his hometown calgary alberta and we had said today's show feels a lot like the early days of the rod peterson show and we're really going to continue that when we come back for overtime when we read viewer hate mail and moose will join us for that we're broadcasting from the sheraton eau claire market suites on the game plus television network available all across alberta on TELUS Optic Cable. Also live streaming on YouTube and Facebook and 24-Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Beautiful day in downtown Calgary as we head into Overtime, presented by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Your home for the UFC and the Seattle Kraken fan club. The Moose joins us here in Overtime as we broadcast live from the Sheraton-Eau Claire market suites. And uh, Moose, I don't know if you heard me say earlier that we were going to go, we're going to kick it old school here and read some viewer hate mail. I love it. uh, It relates, yeah, to me being photographed in a Bo Levi Mitchell signed jersey this morning, which, by the way, because of this outpouring of emotion, I'll probably wear the thing on tomorrow's show for two days, uh, or sorry, for two hours, but I've got two jerseys have come through, so I'm thinking I'm going to give one away tonight at the event that I'm speaking at, and I'm going to keep one for myself, because quite frankly, that is a gorgeous jersey. Are you ready for some of the viewer uh, comments? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. From Mitchell Scruffy Blair. You know him? Congrats. mm -hmm. You found a new low to sink to. He would know. From Brock Shepard, our good friend from the Shark Club here in Calgary. Outstanding, he says. From Kiefer Prisiak, WTF. From Morgan, this is all on Instagram, by the way. There's more on Facebook. From Morgan Howard, are you going to the game this weekend? Rod should be a real doozy. Uh, That's a hard no, bruh. We're heading back to watch the Huskies and the Rams. From all things sports, 51 on Instagram. Love you, Rod. That being said, what are those legs? (laughs) I'm quite proud of my legs. Thank you. From Dan Tebow, realtor. He says, Blasphemy. From Jessica Goose. You know her. She says, what's going on here? From Noah Adler in Calgary. One of us, one of us. With a horse emoji. Oh, boy. From Garrett Andre. Unacceptable. From Bulls Club. Something I would never do. Hmm. <laughs> From TNT Canada, life must be rough. And from Stormy89, she just puts the simple vomiting emoji. (laughs) And I saved one from Facebook. My favorite from Ed Watson says, wants me, uh, sorry, makes me want to puke. Roddy, you've soiled yourself. I wrote him back, stop it. It's sad the reaction of a lot of people that can't move on, Moose. Sad. What do you th- eh. When somebody's trying to do something good, what do you think? What do you think?
2: I don't, Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't. Uh, I. I kind of. I see it as a fun, playful back and forth. I think it's awesome. I. I really do. I think. You know what? They're gonna be upset. You were their guy forever, and uh, yeah. Well, it's not the case. But everybody wants to sit and, and be uh, and miss the good old days, right? And, uh, hey, this is just... It it always sucks when those first photos (laughs) come out, but guess what? The good old days are the good old It's been three years. Oh, yeah. Let's move on, everybody. We're we're having trouble moving on in hockey from the 80s, some people.
1: Yeah, well, let's move on. Um, Hey, while we're at it, Clark, can you get the... uh... Great Western Ultra update ready. And uh, I'm going to do that in a second. But first, I want to tell you that addiction, it destroys lives, relationships, and families. But the good news is addiction is a treatable illness. At Aurora Recovery Center, we provide everything you need to build a solid foundation for your recovery. With holistic, evidence-based treatment tailored to each individual. Located in Gimli, Manitoba on the shores of Lake Winnipeg, Aurora can help regardless of whether or not you feel ready or have tried before aurora recovery center recovery for life visit our website aurorarecoverycenter.com now you guys let me know when you're ready with the uh hang on i gotta load it up when i see it on the screen hang on it's coming this is my commentary by the way which you can read at rod are you ready Get it up there, and let's go. Today's commentary comes to you from the beautiful city of Calgary and the foothills of the Rocky Mountains. I just got here Tuesday night, so there hasn't been enough time to assimilate with the locals, but that'll happen over the next few days. I'm excited to see what a home game week is like for the Stampeders. I forget, as it's been 31 full years since I lived here. Are we really that old? It's a perfect week to feel the buzz, too, since the arch-rival Saskatchewan Rough Riders come to town Saturday night in the third game of a CFL triple-header with a 7.45 p.m. kickoff. Frankly, I don't sense a huge buzz on either side of the border, but maybe it's just me. I'm pretty removed from the scene compared to what I once was. I did hear some commercials promoting the game on Country 105, the greatest country station on the planet, so people can't say they don't know about the game. As far as intensity goes, this game should sell itself. It's the Stampeders and the Rough Riders, after all. The Stamps are the CFL's hottest team. The winners are three in a row. The Riders are coming off a bye week, hoping to exorcise the demons that's seen them lose four of their past six games. They appear to be injecting stars Duke Williams and Shaq Evans into their receiving core, which, as I've read, is going to be the answer to all of their problems. It's a late-October rivalry game that could decide who clinches home field in the Western semifinal. I see no reason why this shouldn't be the highest CFL-attended game of the season. I'll be disappointed if it isn't. That's today's Rod Peterson commentary. And your Molson... Sorry, your Great Western Ultra update. There you go, Moose. As we put a wrapper on this day, we got a couple minutes left. Ah, boy. The last word goes to you. I... How's your day been? Because over here, it's been a little stressful.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's good. It's It's okay. I mean, aside from waking up to freezing temperatures into the minus, you know, five to eight this morning. It's been, no, it's good. It's good. I mean... The CFL news obviously that came out, it's 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 the tough one. Um we're gonna see where that goes. We've got some time though. I mean it's gonna what, end in November when this is gonna really hit. So we'll see if this is gonna affect teams, if it's gonna increase, you know, some players from that aren't vaccinated wanting to get vaccinated. Um we'll find out what this does in the Canadian Football League. And then, you know, it's it's a good day because we're in the middle of a great sports season.
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, hopefully you get some answers, and we'll talk about it tomorrow. I'll be speaking here in Calgary tonight. Plenty of stories to talk about tomorrow. We'll see you at noon Eastern right here on Game Plus Television. Angering people is a gift of mine. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit
0: rodpeterson.com.